Hey, it's your favorite podcast. Back again with Will and Spaz. Confidence. It's all within you. Hey, Lins, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Godfidence. I'm your host, Matthew Williams, Will Spaz, and today's episode is titled Health and Confidence. We'll be hearing the discussion with our guests for today, Garcia McDonald and Antonia Dale. We had an awesome time, guys, exploring the correlation between health and confidence. They have some insights to share, and I sure you would love to hear it. So I'll allow them to introduce themselves and we'll get right into it. Hey everybody, I am Garcia McDonald. I am a licensed practical nurse. I love children and I love poetry. And I serve as the parish nurse for the St. Catherine East. Alright, awesome. my name is Antonio Dale. I'm a final year radiography student at the University of the West Indies. I am a fitness enthusiast and a personal trainer. And we begin with pep talk. Let's go right into the topic. Oh, lovely. Awesome. So we have some great persons to give us advice on health. Let's go right into it. Guys, both of you, this question is for, do you believe that health and confidence overlap in some way? And how does that work? Definitely. Well, I believe that both things interlap because persons who are physically healthy tend to be mentally healthy also. And persons who are mentally healthy tend to have a good self-image and also feel very confident about themselves. So I believe the two go hand in hand. You very rarely find a physically healthy person who lacks confidence. That's true. That's true. Um, For me, I agree. Because, um, for example, like persons with physical disability, it's like they would look at it as a deterrent of who God really called them to be. So it's like um, they're saying, I don't look this way, so I don't look a certain type of way, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. It's good, cool. So we spoke about health and confidence, how they interrelate. So let's dive a little deeper. Is it that physical health or mental health? Which one has the greater weight or are they both equal? What do you guys think? Um, I think they're both important. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, they're both important. There's no greater one. They're both, they're both, um, we call it no, quote unquote, great. Yeah. yeah. I believe yeah. that they're equal because remember, as persons, we can't separate aspects of ourselves. Uh-huh. So, we are physical persons, but we are also spiritual persons. We have the mental aspect of it. So all of these things come together to make us who we are. So you can't separate one side and place more weight on it. So they affect each other. So mental health can affect physical health and vice versa. That's awesome. 
Because I like how the Bible talks about a joyful heart is good medicine. And so I really do believe that we should pay attention to our mental health as well as our physical health. That's true. So tell us, how do you see mental health and physical health affecting individuals and their confidence? Well, in my personal experiences, because I tell you, I, I train persons. Yeah. So recently, I did this 30-day Zoom challenge yeah. online. And I invited one of my friends to join. And she suffers from clinical depression. Wow. Right? And about 20 days in, she messaged me and she said, her mother asked what was wrong with her. Because she's always smiling around the house now. She's no longer mm -hmm. locked up in her room. Awesome. She's engaging with persons. So there are several studies to prove that um, physical activity, activity has a very impactful role in bettering a person's mental health. That's true. Awesome. Same question to you guys, yeah? Um, for me, um, oh, for me, mental, mental health is very important because something personal, last year I had a couple of family members like passing away like from January up until yeah. about <clears throat> July thereabouts. So it's like I didn't get the time to really grieve really. So while somebody died today, I didn't get the time to grieve that person because the next person died. So Ooh. I'd stop eating, not sleeping properly. I'd have oh. constant headaches and all of that. So I had to really like pull myself together. I say, yo, you know, even though you're grieving, you have to get through this. And I mean, I had friends around and stuff like that that helped me really. So um, it's more of a personal thing because, yes, people will tell you that, you know, um, you're going through something, so you have to feel your emotions, you have to go through them yes. and all that. But at the same time, it has to be something personal that you dig deep and say, hey, you're going through this, but you need to pull yourself together. You need to eat so you can yes. physically survive. So, yeah. All right, got you. Just to add to that, as I said earlier, there are several studies that um, suggest that exercise, or not suggest, but prove that exercise has a positive impact on mental health. So yeah. there was a study that measured person's anxiety, depression, and their cognitive function. And at the end of the study, they found that persons who engaged in recurring exercise had a great impact on their mental health in those three aspects. Yeah. So. In that case, um, and another thing that the study pointed out too was the type of exercise, right? So we have to be very careful when we speak about exercise because a lot of persons think that, okay, um, I'm going to walk to the front of the house and come back. And that's <laughs> exercise, right? <laughs> but exercise, it has to be a structured thing. 
that gets your heart rate up it gets it gets effort from you right it's supposed to be structured and you know that each person is supposed to exercise for about 30 minutes a day and yeah. the study found that persons who did chronic exercise <laughs> for want of a bit <laughs> chronic exercise so they did it repetitively over a longer period till the point where it became a habit those yeah. persons saw a great boost compared to persons who did um exercise only a few times all right cool cool so it said that persons who abuse their bodies it's hard for them to feel good about themselves have confidence in themselves can you list out some of the ways which you think persons might abuse themselves um for me as in from what i see and what i observe persons abuse their bodies by not eating healthy mm-hmm. not um having substantial meals so like you say you're hungry eat a fish but uh bag juice that's not substantial unbalanced diet. unbalanced diet yes they don't exercise not enough sleep yeah my god yeah. nothing of yeah. sleep and um even like personal hygiene and all of those things your oral health that's important you can abuse your body that way too yeah and uh, yeah those are some of the stuff so you think that once you get out of that abusing our bodies we get away from that then we have full confidence in ourselves or that would aid in full confidence in ourselves yes it will aid it in full confidence so not only do people have abuse as a part of lack of confidence abusing their bodies but also like mental issues like depression mm-hmm. what do you say about that how do we work on that in the physical sense and even mentally on our health all right so people who are depressed right one yeah. thing that I've come to notice is that starting exercise is one of the hardest problems for them because persons who are depressed, they tend to not have the drive to begin, right? So they'll almost be in a comatose state where they don't really want to do anything at all. They just want yeah. to be left alone to, um, I don't think wallow is the best word, <laughs> but left alone right so getting a person who is because you can look on that person and tell them all the benefits that you know scientifically um this and that will happen to their brain chemistry will change over time but to actually get that person to start will be very difficult right and they said that a habit can develop in what's that 21 or 22 days Mm-hmm. So as, as soon as you get that person to start, try to get them consistent with it, right? Because we know that exercise um, is uh, with a release in dopamine in the brain. Yeah. It is in a change in brain chemistry and it, very, it benefits the brain greatly, right? And it really does help with the quote-unquote feel-good hormones that are released to make persons come out of that whole depressed state. 
So getting a person to develop a habit is very vital so that they don't slip back into that as soon as they start. Because you can have a person start and they're going good, but it just takes one trigger to, to have them fall back into that. So getting them to de develop into a habit is very vital. Uh, great. So I'm glad, I'm glad we have two <laughs> different scopes of life here. We have a bodybuilder and we have a medical <laughs> professional here. So which also one do you think... a medical professional. <laughs> well, yeah, you are too. That's true. <laughs> Bodybuilding versus feeling medically healthy. Which one do you think needs to be the aim of someone? Alright, so I think feeling medically healthy is important because, for instance, you have a pain in your chest, right? You don't want to go and start building muscles and all of that when you don't know what exactly is causing the pain in your chest. So just go to the doctor, find out what is causing it before or so he or she can um, tell you what to do or what not to do, the type of exercises that you can do to not put so much strain on the chest. Alright, but yeah, between feeling medically healthy and actually being healthy, right? So, if you ask three quarters of Jamaican men, are they healthy? Right? They're yeah. going to look on you and tell you, yes, because they can get up and run from the bottom of the road to the top of the road or them can play football for 90 minutes, right? Mm -hmm. So they're healthy, but also they're suffering from hypertension, they're diabetic, yeah. there's several underlying issues and what is health? Health is the absence of disease. So once a person is experiencing disease, they're no longer fully healthy, right? If you look at bodybuilding, bodybuilding is a sport. Yeah. Right, and a bodybuilder has to take in all aspects of their body and everything that will affect it. So illnesses will have a negative impact on how your body looks. Right, so if you're hypertensive, your diet has to change so that you can get the best out of your body because a lot of training and a lot of practice goes into getting the body that you see many of these guys walk around with. Right, so I think it's very important, but you have to look at it objectively and realize that being healthy is more important than looking healthy and also more important than fe feeling healthy. Right, awesome. Beautiful responses, I like that. So, the thing about it is you want that confidence. This podcast is all about confidence. So, having that being healthy, looking healthy, feeling healthy, all in line i want persons to also understand how to accept themselves even before improving on their figure accepting who they are do you think that's possible garcia and then antonio it's possible um so in order to accept yourself you have to say that hey this is me for art Put it, in, put it like this. You look in the mirror and you see, you see a quote-unquote fat person, right? 
um, you say, hey, this is me, I'm fat. You look in the mirror, you see a slim person. Hey, this is me, I'm fat. So yeah, and then no, after you accept that, that is where no, you say, oh, I'm fat. So I need to do this to lose weight so that I can improve myself, not for anybody, but for you, so that you can feel better about yourself. You look in the mirror, you see a slim person. Hey, this is me. I can do some exercise. I can do some bodybuilding. So improve myself, not for anybody, but for me. All right, cool, lovely. Yeah. Mr. Instructor? Sure All right, you. so before a person should look to evoke change in their body, they should come to a certain aspect of self-acceptance, right? So just because you are um, probably obese, overweight, or maybe you not, might not have the body that you specifically desire, right? That doesn't devalue who you are, right? So yeah. a person has to understand that they're special, they're important. This is who they are before they look about changing it. Because yes, you might understand that for health reasons, for personal reasons, you might want to have a specific body. But until you can fully accept that, okay, um, you know that the Bible says, what do, what are what are our bodies in the Bible? According to the Bible, say our bodies are God's temple, right? Yeah. We are yeah. fearfully and wonderfully made in God's image. Yeah. So therefore, until a person fully accepts that part of it, right, they shouldn't really go about to change because you might end up with the very extreme where a person gets so addicted to wanting to change that they put everything into it and it reaches a point where they might not be seeing the results that they want in a healthy way. So they go about doing surgery, they go yeah. about seeking a quick, or the body may not be coming as quick as they want it, right? So yeah. they see alternative methods, the slim fast tea, the waist trainers, the liposuction, all of those stuff, right? To get that quote-unquote perfect body. But yeah. also need to remember that the media has a strong impact on what we view as sure. beautiful, right? So what was the perfect body 10 years ago is not the perfect body now, or what was the perfect body 50 years ago? Sure. Perfect body now. So we really shouldn't obsess over changing to fit into societal norms. We should more learn to accept ourselves. And then if needs be for health or personal reasons, we do it in a healthy way. Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful responses. I love that. Thank you very much. In closing, we should accept our self-image. As our guests today have told us. The scripture speaks to us about being healthy, whether in mind or body, and speaks how God wants to keep us healthy also. John prays this in 3 John 1 verse 2. Beloved, I pray that in every way you may succeed and prosper and be in good health physically, just as I know your soul prospers spiritually. 
A happy heart is good medicine, and a joyful mind causes healing. But a broken spirit dries up the bones. Proverbs 17, 22. This is why Jesus gave us joy, and it's a fruit of the Spirit. So if you have accepted Jesus, this should be a result, joy in the Holy Ghost, so that you may have a joyful mind, and it shall also cause healing in your physical body. Proverbs 3, verse 7 to 8 says, Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord, which is reverent awe and obedience, and turn entirely away from evil. It will be health to your bones, your marrow, your nerves, your sinews, your muscles, all your inner parts, and refreshment, physical well-being to your bones. This is a promise we can hold if our health shakes, if our health feels like it's on the decline, here's a scripture that you can hold God accountable to. As you believe for healing and have confidence, He surely will. And it says, Behold, in the restored Jerusalem, I will bring to it health and healing, and I will heal them, and I will reveal them an abundance of peace, prosperity, security, stability, and truth. That's Jeremiah 33, verse 6. You are that one who has been restored. You have been restored to perfection through Christ, and now have become his chosen people, a part of Jerusalem. So hold on to this promise. God is a keeper of our health and a restorer of our health also. I pray this episode was a blessing to you. Keep tuning in every Wednesday at 5.30pm. See you next week. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Godfidence all within you. I'm looking forward to hearing your questions, your answers to my questions, and your comments. Set your reminders to drop in next week. You might even hear your answer, your question, or your comment being addressed by me, your host, Will Inspires, or a special guest. Please tune in with me every Wednesday at 5.30pm. Remember, let's not just have confidence, but God can.